0: Hey folks, this is Randy Barfield, Barfield Home Inspection Service. And this is another um, episode of Under the Roof with Randy Barfield. And today I'm gonna be talking to Mary Green. You've probably heard her before on other podcasts with Live Out Loud. And today's topic is gonna be the irrigation system in a residential setting. Not commercial, we won't get into that, this is residential. So I'm kinda gonna walk you through components and the operation and things you should do and things you should know about your system or a system in a residential house. Uh, Hey Mary, how you doing?
1: Hey Randy. Thank you so much for talking with me today. Um, I'm excited. It's August. It's mm-hmm. hot. I'm having water right now. I know my lawn, my brand new lawn at my brand new house needs water. Um, and I think, a lot of homeowners wind up in a situation where they feel like they're doing the right thing, right. but they're basically kind of leaving it up to either guesswork or just habit, right? They do what they've always done when yep. it comes to their home irrigation. So I was hoping you could kind of give us the ins and outs of, of what the system consists of and then what people can do if they need to make a change because either something's damaged or their lawn isn't getting what it needs?
0: Yeah, um, the most critical, well, I always tell people, um, just like other parts or other components of the house, you should really get to know your lawn irrigation system. Um, It was installed by a licensed contractor, and there are several components to the irrigation system, but the most critical is going to be the, the controller box or controller system. That is the brains of the irrigation system. Um, the, the parts that are there are several parts. The first part, as it comes through the water meter system, is called a, a backflow prevention valve. That's a valve that prevents non potable water in the yard being taken back into potable water drinking supply. So there's a valve that allows water for the sprinkler system to run one way in, but can't go back the other way, which is really good. You, you have to have that on every sprinkler system. And then from there, there's field lines and piping. And then the most, and after that you get into, sometimes you might have a pump, like if you live out by the lake, but most time it's going straight from there and it goes to the system and it's controlled by the irrigation controller. And this is the part where people really need to familiar, familiarize themselves with because It controls what day you're watering, what time of day you're watering, what zones are watering and how long those zones are going to be running. Um, You could have power outages. Um, So typically, you know, you want to check the time on a regular basis, check the date, check the time, make sure. Um, On my system, I like to water typically starting around 2.30 or 3 o'clock in the morning. Um, cause I want my zones to be done around an hour before the sun comes up. Um, because once the sun's comes up, it's starting the evaporation process. And if your sprinklers are still running during the day, um, you're really not going to be effective because you're going to lose a lot, wa- a lot of water through heat. The sun's going to dry it out. Um, so it's really good to run it at an ni- early morning, um, so that way, by the time the sun's come up, the, water, the irrigation system is done. So, now Randy,
1: if I want to check that, um, mm-hmm. where is my controller located in my house?
0: Well, most of the time, the controller is going to be in the garage, uh, or it's going to be in a, on an exterior wall, probably closest to your water meter. Um, but that's not always the case. It could be on the rear wall, it could be on a front exterior wall a lot of times uh, installers will put the controller on the exterior wall so that if they do have to come and service your system they don't you don't have to be home they can work on it outside but a lot of times it's in the garage Um, uh, but wherever it's at familiar yourself with it and where it's at and like i say get to know get get to know your uh, controller Familiarize size with it yourself with it so uh but kind of check it every once in a while make sure the time is right make sure the days it is supposed to be watering um, i like to water mine just two days a week that's really all i need to do and and also uh we're getting to into water restrictions i don't know where if you're into restrictions where you're at mary but we are here in driftwood uh two days a week Yep, we are
1: too in Georgetown and it's um, the Don't Water on Mondays, Mm -hmm. you know, citywide. And Randy, quick question about the two-a-day schedule. Mm -hmm. Is that just in the summertime, you know, when it's really hot, is that year-round? Does it change? Um,
0: It's voluntary most of the time of the year. So here's the thing, Um, watering two days a week or if it gets to one day a week, Most of the time, it's not because there's a lack of water. It's because when the summer gets here and people do start watering their yards more, it creates such a demand on the water treating facility or water treating company that they can only treat so much water. It's not a lack of water. It's how much is going to be treated because this water is coming through the meter so this is drinking supply water that you're using for your yard, and if the, and so the PUA or PUD or municipality water or whoever water you're using, they want you to go to two days a week, so they can keep up with demand. That helps them keep up. Um, so, and I, I mean if you're if you're water if you're, I, I've never seen a reason to water a yard every day because. You want the roots of the grass to grow longer and get deep, and if you're watering two days a week where they go two or three days without water, that just shrinks in the roots. Um, Sometimes you'll see where there are little areas in the yard that are starting to look a little browner in areas, and so you may need to increase the run time, but not the number of days, just the run time so those areas can get, get a little bit more water. So, But yeah, it's how much The treatment plants can treat is the main reason you're going into restrictions. So, but um, you know, like we had a power outage the other day and it threw off the. I noticed the other day that my uh, irrigation system was running still at seven o'clock and that just because the power had been out and it threw the timer off. And so I just had to go out there and reset it until for everything to be off at 6 a.m. instead of 7 a.m.
1: So even though it's something you can set and forget to an extent, you should check yeah. it kind of periodically. You
0: should check it and go out and run the system on the manual. Every irrigation system will have a manual override where you can manually run it and go and check yourself, you know, just run it like 5 minutes a zone or maybe even 2 minutes a zone and you can see each zone operate and if you're, you know, if you are running it at night, you may not know that there's a broken head out there and you don't see it and so uh and if you get a broken head say let's say there's eight spray heads on one zone well if all of a sudden one of them breaks and you have old faithful spraying straight up in the air those other seven zones aren't going to work because now all the water pressure is going to that one head so Mm. um and you'll also you're wasting water you're not effective so check it every once in a while run a manual on it see the zones, see how the well they're spraying, make sure they're not clogged or bent or tilted. Sometimes you'll see them just spraying straight up because you ran over it with the lawnmower and now it's tilted, and not working right. So uh, you want to do that every once in a while, run a manual system on it, look at it.
1: Now let's say I may or may not have run over a sprinkler head with the car and it's Mm -hmm.
0: broken. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Or, you know, whatever. These things totally happen, right? A dog gets crazy, gets riled up and yeah, tries to rip on one off. Yeah. Um, what do I do if I have a broken sprinkler head? Can I call you?
0: Yeah, you can call me. But best, best thing to do is if you're pretty handy and you think you're comfortable enough, it's not rocket surgery to repair a broken sprinkler head. Usually they screw off. Uh, down in the ground, um, and you need to put another one back on. The trick is you need to put the exact one that you took off back on because you have spray patterns, you have spray distances, you have spray types, whether it's a rotor or an MP rotor or... Um, um, a pop-up spray head or a drip emitter all of those types go into it and um so you need to put it and you can look on the sprinkler head when you take it off and you can kind of judge and see it may have the label and the distance on there if you can't figure it out or if you can't fix it the best tool is your phone and that's to call somebody that does know how to fix it and typically a service fee may run 75 to a hundred dollars to fix it but um it's well worth it if you don't know what you're doing sometimes you can take them into home depot and go up to the guy and say i need one just like this and the guys at home depot or lowe's can you know you ha- they have several bins there sitting there with all the different you know if it's a 10 foot or 15 foot or 20 foot spray head with a one 180 degree span or a 360 degree span they can match it up and you take it back and you just take it back to the ground and screw it back on they may you may have to dig it up a little bit or sometimes you can just stick it back in the hole that it came out of and screw it back on and you're ready to go so
1: yeah that uh, actually happened to us at our old home mm-hmm. um, i guess about five or six years ago it was christmas eve and we came home from a family party you know before quarantine when we were able to all mm-hmm. get together and there was water gushing out into our street, you know, basically from, from our lawn, and we were able to quickly turn the water off on mm-hmm. our side, and that stopped the problem, but we knew that we needed to go get a new valve a little PVC valve um, pretty quickly and the irrigation guys at Home Depot were so helpful just in terms of being able to like quickly identify which part was needed Mm -hmm. and so I was able to get there before they closed and it was a quick fix it seems like a lot of these things can be you know if Mm -hmm. you're relatively handy.
0: Well it's important to do if you do you sound like you had a field line that broke so. When you have water just gushing out, you got to know where to turn your, not only know where to turn your water meter off, but you can also, you can turn off the irrigation system at the backflow valve without turning off the water meter. And so, <clears throat> so a backflow valve typically is called a double check valve and it will have two handles on it to turn it off. And you can turn off either handle or you can turn off both. There will be a front handle and a rear handle Um, And it's a quarter turn handle. And so if the handle is sticking straight up in the air towards you in the box, that's typically off. And if it's laying flat horizontal where it's in line with the pipe, that's typically on. And so when I say backflow valves, you can have a backflow valve that's inside in the ground in a box or it's above ground in a loop. somewhere between the house and the meter. Uh, either one of those will have two handles on them and you should really familiar yourself with where those was at and how to turn them off and in case that something like what you had happens. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, if you don't, then you just have to turn it off at the meter and then you don't, you are not going to have any water in the house when you're trying to get this repaired. So the newer systems also will have a an off valve, Right after the backflow, but that's on the newer, you know, here, you know, newer uh, uh, code changes here recently where you've got an a- actual separate valve to turn it off with. But I wouldn't count on that on every system. But the backflow valve will always be able to turn them off with. You've Got to get in there with some channel locks or a crescent wrench or something and, and turn it up so you can turn it off. That's um, good to know. Yeah, once you got that off, then you got to try to figure out where the the leak is at, start digging or call somebody to come out and start doing a uh, diagnosis on it and see what's going on.
1: And is that the kind of stuff that you see regularly during home inspections? Are there like Mm -hmm. common irrigation issues that you run into?
0: Yeah. I mean, I can start the irrigation, uh, I mean, the home inspection and while I'm doing a home inspection, I can look around and see dead zones in the grass. Um, and kind of already start to realize that there's some zones that aren't working properly or not getting proper coverage. And then i start running the sprinkler system. Now, it's important to remember that during a home inspection, a home inspector cannot do any repairs on a irrigation system unless he's a licensed irrigator. And a licensed irrigator becomes licensed through the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. That's the person who licenses all uh, irrigation contractors. So. Uh, If you have an irrigation contractor and you happen to be a home inspector, then you can, you can do whatever you want. But otherwise a home inspector is just going to run a manual system check and look for deficiencies. He is not going to attempt to do any repairs or give you any estimates on repairs. He is just going to tell you what's wrong with it. Um, And then advise you that you probably should get an irrigation contractor out there if you, have problems or if the seller has problems. But typically you go around, you start seeing it's really green over in this area, but this grass is just completely dead. And then we run it and then we realize that that's, that zone is not even working. Or like I said earlier, there's one zone that's just broken and spraying straight up in the air and the rest of the zones aren't working. Or um, they did, they need to be adjusted or they need to be uh, just, just going through and have a routine maintenance put on it and, uh, update it. So, um, but that's what I typically see in a home inspection. Sometimes you'll get a, you'll open up the backflow valve cover and it's just full of water. And then you look over at the water meter and the meter is just spinning and, uh, the backflow valve has been leaking for some time. And then, uh, the homeowner doesn't even know it. So then it's kind of an eye opening and said, Hey, you've checked your water bill lately. And said, yeah, I noticed it's been kind of high. And I said, well, yeah, your backflow valve is leaking and probably need to have that repaired. So yeah, it
1: didn't happen on accident.
0: Nope. Nope. Um, so, and then, uh, but you know, after that the controller, uh, you get into just the components, the spray heads, the gate valves, the piping, the signal wires, um, but that most of that is all buried underground and you really can't see those but it's for a homeowner it's really easy to just run a manual system check and look and see how well it's operating and then go from there.
1: And I imagine the pre-inspection can come in really handy with irrigation issues too with just you know knowing if there are problems, um, before you list and just getting those fixed quickly, because it seems like irrigation is the kind of thing that if it comes up on the home inspection report, sell, or I'm sorry, buy, buyers are probably going to want to have that fixed before they move in. In most cases.
0: Yeah. You could get an irrigation system that had just a broken head and it's, you know, uh, a $20 part with a, minimum service fee you know 150 75 to 150 dollar service fee or you could get a whole system that's completely shut down and not working and it could be a couple thousand to get it working again so um you're really not going to know until you get somebody out i mean we'll diag we'll diagnose as much as we can as far as deficiency goes but then it's up to a licensed irrigator to go from there and tell you kind of what it's really going to cost So even though, I mean, I would not take an irrigation system for granted. Um, It's, you know, in this area, it's really important to water around the foundation. So an irrigation system helps at that point, you know, just keeping the soil stable around the foundation as well as keeping your yard looking nice and healthy. So um, it serves two purposes in, In this area especially in this heat so uh, if you have one i really encourage people to know it and get to know it and how to use it and how to maintain it and who to call when they need something done to it
1: great um and randy i'm sorry if i didn't ask this already um but in terms of people choosing their schedule right Mm -hmm. that matches up with where they live their zip code everything that they can find out on their Mm -hmm. municipality's website um should that two a day watering system is is that a 12 month thing you know or it can it go to one a day when we get into fall and winter
0: yeah it all depends on what type of yard you have what kind of grass you have saint augustine typically takes a little bit more water than bermuda or zosa um, but it's all about, uh, how healthy, cause you also have, you know, landscaping, vegetation, shrubbery, plants, garden stuff. So it's all about, you know, what you have planted and typically in the fall and winter, you really don't even really need to operate your irrigation system and people will turn it off. Um, or some people will even what's called winterize it where, they'll, uh, they'll turn it off at the backflow valve and kind of drain it and, uh, so it doesn't freeze. Um, so in the winter, you really don't need it that much because we're getting a lot of moisture and rain, uh, and most things go dormant in the winter, anyways. Um, but I mean, but other also you you asked about the the schedule. Um, most of the, your water supply people will put out a schedule either by posting in the neighborhood and. What days to water per your address number, um, but I, you know, and then you water on those days, and then also it's voluntary or mandatory. Once you go into mandatory, that's when you we're running. It's not like I said earlier; it's not about running out of water. It's how much water they can treat because there's a, such a heavy demand on it now, because everybody's wanting to water their yard and having a nice, healthy yard. So, um, but then as far as uh, watering it throughout the year I don't it's it's kind of a as needed basis depends on what and, you got and what you're watering
1: and that's fine for your foundation right because like you mentioned during the fall winter and spring we're you getting know, more rain
0: get more rain more moisture in the air so you really don't need to water around your foundation as much and if you're getting if we're you know um, we're getting rain every other weekend or uh, a substantial amount of uh, waterfall, then you probably you're okay. It's when the soil dries out in, from the heat and evaporation that's when you need to water around your foundation. And if you don't have a sprinkler system, uh, you get a soaker hose and put it on a timer where it waters once or twice a week on the soaker hose. Uh, but that's another that doesn't have anything to do with the irrigation system. That's just home maintenance there.
1: Sure. Well, is there anything else, um, you know, that as yep. a new uh, homeowner, um, as the boat that I'm in with a new house right now, or you know, existing homeowners need to know or should be considering so about se- irrigation?
0: Yeah, there's several different types of. I should have mentioned this earlier. There's several different types of controllers. Uh, the most popular would probably be the Hunter. Um, other than the next one would be Rain Bird. Um, there's Toro. There's Orbit. There's Eritrol. Uh, they've coming out with the new, you know, the home automation systems like Rachio. Um, there may be another one that I don't know of. Uh, I think Hunter has a wifi now that'll, you can get an app on your phone, but all of these controllers, if you don't have the manual to them, it's really easy to go online and download a PDF of your manual. Uh, and then once you get it, it'll go through all the instructions of how to run it, how to program it, how to maintain it, how to run a manual system on it, uh, all that. And I, if you don't have a copy of your Hunter, I mean, if you, you don't have a copy of your controller manual, I, I would recommend you download it and, and get one. I mean, when they put your system in, they'll take the controller, they'll hook it up, they'll put all the instructions and manual inside the cover of the controller and you know that's the first thing that goes it gets dropped on the floor or it gets dropped outside and then you never see it again
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it's but so it's really easy to just get one online and download it and save a copy of it on your pc or laptop or what have you and look at it every once in a while and learn how to use it
1: perfect yeah. and will do <laughs>
0: yeah yep yeah. but um the most thing i can you know what I can't stress enough uh, is just go and familiarize yourself where it's at and how to use it and how to run it every once in a while to check the system out. Check the time on it. Make sure you got the same, the right time on it. And you're watering on the day you're supposed to be watering. So uh, I don't know that there's any fines being given out right now, but it may that may change. And if your neighbor sees you watering your yard On a day you're not supposed to at 12 o'clock high noon, uh, you might get a warning. So best thing to do is go check your controller and make sure it's programmed for the right day and the right time.
1: That sounds like a plan. Yeah. I know I'm on it. Uh, I think everybody listening has definitely gotten some good tips they can use, especially as... We Mm -hmm. go into August. I think it's so funny that the weather folks say there's a heat wave. And Mm -hmm. I looked at my husband today and I said, isn't it just August? It's supposed to be hot.
0: Yeah. August and September, typically the hottest months of the year. And, um, um, so that much heat will evaporate moisture out of the soil rapidly. So that's why I always encourage people to use the system at night or in the morning. So, you give a chance, the grass, a chance to absorb the water before the sun takes it away. So.
1: Well, I want to give everybody a chance to check out a really cool series that we did, um, a video installment series about irrigation. It's on our YouTube channel at Barfield Home Inspection. So I hope folks will check that out. They'll get to see you in action yeah. explaining you know, the as-built plans of homes and also the controller. So lots of great information. And if people are interested in more home maintenance tips um, or need to schedule a home inspection, how else can they get in touch, Randy?
0: Uh, You can give us a call um, uh, on 512-350-0123, 512-789-2710. Uh, give me an email, abarfield at austin.rr.com or go to my website, barfieldhomeinspections.com. Uh, and also look us up on, we've got some YouTube videos like Mary said, and we've got some podcasts and just um, reach out to us whenever you need something.
1: Perfect. I hope they'll do it. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Everything's at Barfield Home Inspection. So thanks everybody for listening.
0: Thanks, Mary. It's great talking to you.
1: Thank you, Randy. I'm excited that my lawn won't be crispy.
0: (laughs) That's good. Don't let it die yet. Just uh, keep watering it when you can. Thanks, folks. Thanks for listening. This is Randy Barfield with Mary Green. And this is Barfield Home Inspections with Under the Roof with Randy Barfield.